Here's a white man meditating on things created by other white men. People that don't wear masks during COVID get their news from Batman movies. There's nothing inherently wrong with Batman movies if you discount the fact that a billionaire decides to use their wealth to fuel a vigilante wet dream where they save the poor because poor and poverty inherently means you're complicit in drugs and crime or you're too stupid and afraid to quote-unquote do the right thing. It's art imitating life. The billionaires save us from poverty. That's a headline that you read all the time. The billionaires aren't responsible for poverty. If you slapped a sponsored by Donald Trump ad at the end of the dark night, no one would bat an eyelash. I know people are going to take umbrage with what I'm saying. I have some facts. What's the difference between the Joker blowing up hospitals in Gotham to create chaos against the machine and Donald Trump's mishandling of the coronavirus? One of them looked good in makeup. Thankfully, rumors are going around that the new Batman films are going to be more socially conscious. Why would we create new ideas from socially conscious creators when we can take a grifter like Bruce Wayne and copy and paste Pride Month over top of him and make a little bit more money? The only real way to change Batman is to ground him in reality. Here's how we do it. Bruce Wayne, a trust fund 20-something, gets bored working for their parents' company and wants to branch out and do their own thing. They start a progressive podcast where they discuss the systemic issues that face Gotham. Bruce discovers that the Wayne Corporation doesn't pay taxes in America. Instead, they choose to hide their money in offshore accounts. And by discover, I mean the actual progressives inform him that his entire life has been built around taking advantage of laws and acting amorally. Somehow, we're all surprised by this news. Bruce Wayne tells his parents that they are dead to him. He takes his trust fund and vows to fight social injustice as his family has helped create in Gotham. Facebook's got other ideas, and they feature advertisements and crowd fundraising to help a Christian bakery in Gotham called The Penguin. The proprietors of The Penguin refuse to make a cake for a gay couple's wedding. Their names derive from the misunderstanding of how penguins behave. They form only heterosexual relationships and mate for life, The Penguin says. It, it also doesn't consider just how different people and penguins are. For one, they get eaten by sea lions. I've never been eaten by a sea lion in almost 35 years. I get it. We hate people for being gay, and penguins get eaten by sea lions. We're equally stupid, at best. I also forget, not all metaphors are meant to be subtle. Bruce Wayne dons his leather onesie and organizes a protest. They picket the bakery, which gets a social media campaign going that gets the bakery shut down. Rejoice! The conscious billionaire has rectified our woes. The poor can't be the voice of the poor. We have our atheism and amorality, not to mention our heroin and unaborted babies that we raise into criminality. Then comes Poison Ivy. She's some libtard from the Midwest who moved to Gotham to work for a nonprofit and change the system. Gross, right? Our goal isn't to commercialize this? Thanks a lot, AOC. Poison Ivy is protecting and petitioning the local government representatives to recognize this area as a wetland, which will protect it from large housing development groups that want to create high-rise apartments in rent-controlled neighborhoods. On his podcast, Bruce Wayne tells us they are, they are building these luxurious apartments because white people with money will move into the neighborhood. This will bring corporations back into the area. The only welcome business will come from white people with money who now have the power and influence in the area. Gentrification. Bruce doesn't bother telling you 
what's going to happen to these rent-controlled buildings when the prices go up and legislation is passed to get these poor people to fuck up out of there so Target can open a store, which primarily serves as a real-life advertisement to go and buy stuff online. For story purposes, it's better to assume that the poor will die because of these choices or be forced into the sewers where they'll create their own communities full of more poverty and crime. That's great news for Bruce. The billionaires won't have to deal with the stupidity of the poor anymore. That's a sewer people's problem now. Anyways, Batman beats up a woman named Poison Ivy and gentrification wins out. Again. Here's the tagline for the movie. This is America and this is hashtag woke Batman. I've lost hope in humanity for one reason. What television shows were these hateful people watching as children? Cartoons are the only reason I know I'm not racist. You're familiar with Captain Planet, right? No? It's an edutainment show. This show taught children about the values of saving the environment and entertained us with a mullet-sporting superhero who was summoned from the powers of the elements, which were wielded by a diverse group of teenagers to fight global pollution. Some might say education is entertainment. Checkmate, nerds. On Captain Planet, one of our heroes is named Wheeler. Wheeler is most likely from West Virginia because he likes to make jokes about kissing his siblings and wielding the power of fire, which I'm sure he doesn't use to burn crosses in those people's yards. I couldn't stand Wheeler. You know, you know who I did like? Kwame. He was the unofficial leader of the Planeteers. In addition to being the leader of the Planeteers, Kwame was from Ghana. To this day, I don't know if his accent is offensive, but Kwame had an accent. His planeteer power? Earth, which still seems unsettling to this day. It's like some form of deep state racism. I love Kwame because he's a fashion icon. I take real exception with people that wear shorts, specifically cargo shorts, year-round in climates and areas that most certainly require more clothing. First off, no one wants to see how you've braided your leg hair, Jeff. Secondly, we all know how small your testicles are right now. You impress no one. Since Kwame was from Ghana and he wore shorts, it was to impress us with the idea that Ghana is hot and being from that area makes you hot. You know, because blood can be boiled, but it can't be unboiled. He doesn't feel cold. After all, he's a different species because he's from Africa. It's science, children. Let's go on a mind meditation in Kwame's fashion. He never wore less than three shirts. His first shirt, the long sleeve shirt, was rolled up to his elbows, rendering the length of his sleeves pointless. Over the top of that layer, Kwame wore a short sleeve shirt because there's no way to say I care about the environment more than having an abundance of clothing. The third shirt? Not a shirt, stupid. It's a vest. The only thing Americans can agree on is that once you put cargo shorts on, your life will be incomplete until you find a matching vest. How will other nerds know I'm into the environment if I'm not wearing a vest? It was the 90s, y'all. A confusing time. The thing you can't forget about Kwame is that he sported a triple gold chain, some wrist jewelry, and a planeteer's ring. It's like the person who started designing the character had a wild misunderstanding of Africans and African Americans and just put jewelry on this child because their only exposure to black people was through pimp culture, which means the designer was ultimately fired for thinking all black people were pimps. When they hired a new designer, they didn't start over, they just picked up in the middle and added more shirts. You know, America loves t-shirts. Now I believe in the baselessness of any conspiracy theory, which is why I've created one for Captain Planet. When the characters go to summon the captain of the planet, they all say together, when our powers combine, and if that's not the liberal agenda trying to push the idea of mixed races, I don't know what is. Idiots. Captain Planet taught me about environmentalism, and to a more considerable extent, the acceptance of people. That's why I don't understand the times. What were other kids watching? 
Did I miss the episode of Clarissa Explains It All where she teaches people how white people are superior because of junk science about genetics? Have I blocked out the episode of Doug where he calls ice on Skeeter because his skin color is different? When did ah real monsters become ah real monsters? Here's the thing. I know that propaganda can work in children's shows. There's a lot of strange tropes from 90s television that misled me. I thought my life would have way more epic county fairs. I thought I'd be accosted by at least one magician in my life. And I expected way more large scales of pranks or declarations of love. Back in the 90s, every show had themed episodes for children. The ones that spoke to me most were the ones where the child wanted to get a pet, usually a dog, but the parents warned the child that they aren't responsible enough to take care of the pet, which turns out to be true. The child endangers the life of an innocent animal, which ultimately teaches them that they aren't responsible enough, and we never see or hear about the animal again. I took that shit to heart. To this day, I'm convinced that I'm not responsible enough to own a pet. Feed them? Fuck you. How could I possibly remember to do that? Walk the dog? It's cold outside. It'll be faster for me to teach that dog how to use a human's toilet than go outside and die walking in 20 degree weather. What happens when the dog inevitably goes missing? Think about how sad I'd be while I do nothing and wait for the dog to return. That would make me upset, and I don't like being upset. As an adult, I recognize the dishonesty of the message. Just because Cory on Boy Meets World couldn't take care of a dog doesn't mean I'd be inadequate in any meaningful way. Those episodes didn't teach me a moral. They fostered self-doubt about my own abilities compared to fictional characters who are written to make mistakes because our innate instinct is to watch people suffer and think about how much better we are than them. Cartoons instilled a sense of self-doubt in me, but still never convinced me to be racist. So, what was everyone watching again? <laughs>